like scary movies. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, Georgie. Swallow this. Cat dead. Details later. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hello, good evening, hi. <laughs> so, tonight we're going to be talking about Reanimator. This is Zayford's pick. Zayford, um, you know, decided to pick this in amongst the disturbing iceberg just to break it up a little bit. Zayford, being that this is your choice, I guess you can do most of the talking for this episode. Well, because you watched so, the film a year ago. Yeah, well... You know how I feel about things, Zayford. I think maybe you should uh, you should do a bit of the work tonight and I should just listen instead. <laughs> so why did you like this film so much and why did you pick it? Should I just, should I just be basic and be like, it's it's a good film. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. That's well, it's not really going to fill an hour, is it? So That's I the second time I've to... said that in two weeks. <laughs> no, in three oh. weeks. So... Tell us, why do you like Reanimator so much? Well, it's fun. Bit mm-hmm. campy. Well, actually, it's pretty fucking campy. Um, there's some good special effects and a bit of gore. Okay, admittedly, there is one scene that is a bit fucking weird towards the end. The whole uh, Bab Crampton on the table naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all know that scene, if you've seen the film. Um, admittedly, I'm going to be kind of crude. Bob Crampton's got good tits. <laughs> yeah, no? <laughs> Am I just, I'm just saying this to myself now? Yeah, I mean, breasts. Continue. I'm just gonna leave that giant pause there now. It's just it's a good film. I love Jeffrey Combs. Bab Crampton is a, a good actress as well, in plenty of horror stuff. What else are they in? She's in Castle Freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, From Beyond. Also, actually, both of those films are both with Jeffrey uh, Combs in as well. Uh, she's in Jacobs. What the fuck's the last name? Do you know another film? <laughs> there's, another, there's a film that came out a couple of years ago and it was on um, Shudder, something at Jacob. It was uh, about vampires. I never watched it, but it's out there. You know, interestingly, I was actually listening to our previous episode that we did on Skinnamarink, and I really noticed that you were not invested in that episode at all. Like, you really did not want to talk about that. Admittedly, it was my choice, and I don't think... It's not that I didn't want to talk about it, it's just don't have a lot to say about it, because you had more of a reaction to it, I guess, than I did. Mm. Well, I kind of feel the same way about Reanimator. I don't really have a hell of a lot to say about it, so... I guess rude. I, I guess the tables have turned today. So how the turntables have turned. Indeed. Well, I think this is a good film. Uh this is like one of my favorite films. Well, not necessarily one of my favorites. It's like in the top ten at least. Uh Stuart Gordon directed it, 
who's also directed uh, From Beyond. And I'm pretty sure he directed the second Reanimator. I can't remember exactly. Uh, Brian Usner, who we've mentioned before on the podcast, he produced it. This is before he started directing, because his first directorial debut was um, Society. Yeah, sorry, I was just looking at his uh his filmography as a producer and some really weird ones there, like Honey I Shrunk the Kids randomly. Um Yeah, Ryan Newton is looking that is producing like like he's got a weird mix of films that he's produced. Arachnid. Oh, he did Beyond Reanimator as well. I think he might have directed that one. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, apparently, he was the producer. Oh, was it? So it um, might have been Stuart, Stuart Gordon that directed that. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, he's got like a little bit of a weird thing going on there. Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker, whatever the hell probably that is. Probably one of I, the worst ones. I was going to say, you probably know what that is more than me. I actually don't. I've never seen it. I've only ever seen the first one. Yeah, as a director, you're right. His uh, directorial. directorial uh, debut was society um which we both enjoyed apparently he uh the dentist oh yeah that's um yeah i remember that one the dentist 2 electric boogaloo what what was that movie where that um that literal like you know those things that you get at school that are like organ things like you can just pull out the organs and it literally like it's a stat it's like a it's like stood up and it's like half a body and you like pull out the organs and shit like that it's like a it's yeah. like a doctor thing what is the movie where that thing is 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 in the movie what's that called you know what pin pin right yeah pin i was looking for that movie the other day and i couldn't figure out where it was, I think, I think what it was on, called. Um... Oh no, I know that it's it's available on Prime, but I couldn't figure out what it was called. It was driving me crazy. I was like typing into Google like all these weird and wonderful things, and it was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, when you can't think, you're trying, you're trying really hard to like pinpoint something that's so ambiguous mm. that even Google's just like, no, I don't understand what you're talking about. I mean, like sometimes it's like spot on, you know, you're just like incest locked away and they're like, oh, flowers in the attic, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever, you know, like they understand what the hell you're going on about with sometimes. Yeah, incest and like, locked away could also be dog tooth. You just be like, oh, don't start on that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think much about that. I did actually have quite high expectations of that movie, and I was quite disappointed. That's uh, that's one short. That's actually one movie that I I did not enjoy that somebody suggested to me, who I actually hold quite high esteem. Yeah, and then you recommended me, and I watched it before you, and I was like, "This is not good film." Yeah, lick my keyboard. Anyway. But yeah, Brian Usner, I just checked, he directed the second and the third Reanimator films. And then he also directed another film I very much like, Return of the Living Dead 3. Mm. Which is a very nice Romeo, Juliet slash zombies. 
didn't take you for a romantic. It's a good film. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know why I was so aggressive with that one. <laughs> I don't know why you defended that so vehemently. Um, yeah, uh, based on a little story by H.P. Lovecraft. Um, yeah, I mean, take I mean, us a little bit through the plot so people understand what this movie is. It's it's a man. He figures out a formula to bring back the dead people. Mm -hmm. That is the plot. So what does he do with all this information? What does Basically, he he's just trying... Well, obviously, he tries to figure out how to actually bring back people from the dead mm -hmm. permanently and so that they are conscious enough to do stuff rather than just kill mm -hmm. uh, obviously that's not quite how it works because everyone wakes up and they're all fucking mental cases um one of the one of the first people he brings back is a man called hans gruber which i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure die hard stole the name from mm-hmm uh, the second guy is a big, hunky, fucking buff dude who I know is um, a stunt double for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Yeah. So, what is the point in bringing them back exactly? It's just trying to figure out how to beat death, essentially. Mm -hmm. and that's basically the plot. What do you think? Do you think this movie? Do you, do you actually think like it's a serious movie? Do you think it's satirical? Like, what do you think? Do you think it was? Do you think there's any like message to any of it, or do you think it's just a quintessential cheapo movie? I mean, it's not too cheap. It was budget of nine hundred thousand dollars. When when have know... I ever brought a film onto this podcast and it had any sort of meaning behind it? I guess that's why we're so chalk and cheese, eh? <laughs> I, I, I bring the I dumb ones, you bring the fucked up ones. Yes. Well, Reanimator re is fucked up in a way, I think. Playing yeah, with one's the, own in, mortality. Not in the sense of um, like the stirring icebergs, though. Mm. Like, I wouldn't say this film was disturbing. Yeah, sure, no. there are some weird shit that happens and like the first dude's eyes pop out if you've got the unrated version. <laughs> it's so some... weird, isn't it? How the years have gone by, how like ratings have changed for things. Like I suppose back in its day, like because this like remained unrated for a time, it was considered like a very extreme movie. And now you you look at some of the gore scenes that we see even in fifteens, they're probably like worse than anything we see in this movie you know yeah i mean I, I a lot always, of like the 80s stuff is well a lot of it was like shunned anyway i'm always quite surprised when i see a 15 uh these days and see how much gore is actually involved um what comes straight to mind uh cocaine bear like that was yeah. a lot gorier than i thought it was gonna be because of its 15 rating um, because of like the the light hearted, well, not so much light hearted, but definitely jaunty characters, I didn't realize that it was going to be as gory as what it was. So that was quite surprising. I think Megan has a couple of gory scenes in it too. Was um, they bringing out an unrated version as well? Yeah, they just released an unrated version of Megan on Peacock in America. Who knows when they're bringing it here? They just horror, horror, horror studios and producers and. 
picture houses they just don't give a shit about the uk audience i swear they just don't like they just we always get the butt end of everything and it really sucks because i think we have a huge community in the uk of people that absolutely love horror like proper die hard fans and i don't i don't understand it i don't understand why they prioritize america well I suppose well, most of the most of the companies <laughs> are just americans they prioritize the company the the providence that they're in I don't, but they must be like reflecting, like like looking at their sales and thinking, like, where are we making the most money? And we've got to be way up there with with like America and stuff, like buying all their shit. Well, Australia know? gets a lot of like stuff. Germany gets a lot of the films as well, and but mm. like Germany and America get more of the like Blu-rays and stuff that mm. don't even bother coming out over here. I still don't understand Ty West's choice about Pearl in this country. I don't understand what, what that was about. I'm very confused about Maybe it that. was just a, a ratings in terms of uh, just like the box office. Maybe our box office wasn't as big as like Germany or like Australia or something. Mm. And there's like, less it, of an audience over here. It's really strange because like I... Funny I say it's strange because I was actually looking at... Um, you know, this isn't movie related, but it is rating related. I was looking into getting um, Life is Strange 2 on my DS Switch. And basically there was a problem with it not coming to DS. Like it was available on all other platforms, but because of its drug use, which by the way, isn't very excessive because I've played like half of it on the PlayStation. It's really not as severe as what they're making it out to be. Um, Australia had a real problem rating it and because they couldn't universally rate it they couldn't release it at all so it's not so much that they couldn't just not include Australia the way that they saw it was like well we can't do it there so we won't do it anywhere mm -hmm. so it's really interesting to me how like countries end up losing out on things because of these really strange rules or genuinely things get generally things get like uh delayed because of these weird rating rules and i it's difficult because i've tried to i've looked it up many many times trying to figure out like why it wasn't released at the same time as it was in america because obviously i got really excited when i saw everyone going to see it on instagram and stuff like that. i was like yes finally and like there was just no word of it like i just remember checking every single day to like pre-book my tickets and it was just never there and then as it got to december i was just like what the fuck like why didn't they release that what's going on and now we're in march and mm. they're doing like these screenings like in when is it it's, it's on monday next week isn't it and yeah it's on monday so yeah the premiere is on monday and like i've pre-booked my tickets but there's literally like five seats left because like everybody's been waiting to see it yeah because most Obviously. people aren't just gonna sell seven z's and watch it i don't i think it you know uh, when you're a cinephile nothing beats going to the cinema you know yeah to be fair i am tempted to like go watch it at the cinema and see if it makes a difference on um, my opinion of the film yeah, your response is very anticlimactic. I kind of feel like you need to give it the respect that it deserves, you know? You've I not think seen only... it. <laughs> no, no, but what I'm saying is, like, because actually um, X is available to stream now for free on Prime, and I haven't rewatched it because I don't think it would have the same effect as it did when it was on 
the big screen mm. so i kind of think what i'm saying is that i think that it probably would be a lot better in the cinema so like it and it's hard to, it's really hard for us to give um these movies like the the space that they deserve because like a lot of people don't have huge tvs with dolby surround sound and all this crap you know I mean, you even frank, my... i've been to the cinema twice within this past like within the space of three weeks why would i be thankful because how many times have I been like, oh, I'll go to the cinema and watch it, and I've just not, because I've been busy or whatever else? I think that you are just very, you have your entrenched beliefs about um, Blu-rays and like DVDs Cooking and Bear, stuff. Excellent film. Scream 6, excellent film. Go I just, I think, like, you're just like, well, I've got it on DVD or whatever, like, I don't need to go see it at the cinema, you know? I some think, like, I, you're... Some of them I do watch on Blu-ray and be like, this would probably be my own cinema. You're just very comfortable with watching movies at home. Like, I am, to a degree, but when it comes to certain, like, just generally horror releases, I'm always there. I'm always there at the cinema. I don't know what it is, but it's just, I get a buzz from going and watching, like, fucked up shit on big screens <laughs> i don't like being around people so sitting at home by myself in the dark is that oh i totally no i totally get it. i totally get it because you know there are some things that like because i went to see cocaine bear by myself and that was really strange but you know what like a couple of seats down from me there was a guy that there was that was there that was doing exactly the same thing and like it was um it's weird when you go there and there's like groups of people and it is just you on your own, but you'd be surprised how many people actually do do it. Like, like it's if I not... could book out a cinema, like just one screening all to myself, <laughs> I'd fucking love it. There are some, you know, there's, there's some situations where I've been in there. Like there's been like three other people or two other people. So yeah, it's that like, is fine. Can... When it's like most of the fucking cinemas full, I'm like, this is not my thing. Cause then someone gets up and ruins the film by standing in front of the fucking screen and I'm like, mate, I'm gonna launch myself down these flat stairs if you move, don't move. I get really, my pet peeve is the phones. I get really annoyed when I suddenly get a glaring phone in my face. I hate that. Yeah, Especially because like, really. I sit like in the middle, so like, there is always like a fair few people in front of me, and I just like, I don't really care if you want to get your phone out, but like, can you turn the brightness down please? Like yeah. it's ridiculous. It's like the fuck. Like I have, I have um focusing issues as it is with my eyes, and then when I see that, like my my eyes kind of go a bit chameleon. You know, like veers off to the other direction. It's like for fuck's sake, I want to concentrate on that. But yeah, I I don't know. I think like it's not as trashy as it used to be. I think going to the cinema used to be fuck fucking really cheap, and now it's like super expensive. So I think it deters the yobs for the most part. Um, I don't know because if you go to the view cinema, you can get saver seats and all that, which is about a fiver. Ah, well, I'm at the uh, my Odeon is an Odeon Lux, and it costs like nineteen pounds per ticket. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's because you're down are, south there as well. The, yeah, yeah. I We've mean, got northern the, prices the one, up here. The London, the London, the what? I think that was a London Northern. I don't know what was that. What that was. Um, but yeah, the the London seat prices are even worse. Yeah, they're like twenty five pound, thirty pound. It's mental. Um, yeah. I don't. I'd I'd love to go to Convent Garden, Odeon Convent Garden. One point that'd be so cool. Like, 
I have like a limitless membership and like it includes like most places but not certain parts of London of course like whatever Yeah, because they want but to get yeah that money, money. <laughs> I do like Odeon because they do like to do um what they call grindhouse showings I think what's the one that they're doing uh, I want to say crazies and The original or the um, remake? the original from the 70s um RJ Romero. yeah i can't remember it looked really good but like they're only doing it in like the certain slight like, few cinemas i do like it when they do anniversary stuff like they did like mrs doubtfire last month as well so they do just do these random things they're getting better um but yeah Don't like it. Don't like it when I I totally agree with you. I don't like it when people fucking fucking up my shit in the cinema. Yeah, because someone and will it. get like someone will stand up to a pee or whatever, or get extra food or extra drinks or whatever, and it'd be like a moment in the film where it's shit's kicking off, and it's like, why are you leaving now? Don't leave. Ah, the hills have eyes and the crazies. Double Ooh, that's feature. a that's a cool double bill. Yeah, I thought so. Was Craven and Georgia Romero. You know, a couple of years ago, I actually went to go see um, Terminator 1 and 2, back-to-back. -back. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. Seeing them, like, on the big screen, like, I didn't, I never really thought much of Terminator, but it made me like the film a lot more, especially the first one. It, it's way cooler on the big screen. Considering, like, our age, we never would have seen that on the big screen. If But I never would have, if, if Yeah. not for that. So it was pretty cool. But, Well. yeah... I um yeah, Cocaine Bear I watched alone, um which was probably dampened my experience somewhat. Yeah, it, you definitely need to have seen it with like people. Hmm. Because it is a fun film. And I know I listened to the Urum podcast when they covered it and they fucking slated it. They did not like it. Yeah, well, I had And it's that like, little conversation with Mark yeah. about it, and yeah, he he kind of knew that I would have a similar opinion. It's funny because Obviously, I got I got it's ripped a little bit as well for liking it. <laughs> I I watched it and I totally got why you liked it. Um, but I was a bit pissed at you because I was like, I swear to God, if this has got any romantic element in it whatsoever, I'm fucking leaving. And you're like, there's no romance in it whatsoever. And there's literally a fucking Dutch couple that are in love with each other and talking about having babies Oh, with that's each other like in first like in two like minutes. the first two minutes. And I was like, I actually said out loud out loud, that fucking prick. The first two minutes and she I was fucking I was I was bites fuming. the dust. I was fuming. I was fuming, I was just like, and the, yeah, well, he spends the whole movie pining after her. He And doesn't, then the because dude, he turns up once. and then the dude that it, it is like the the guys that, like, the, you know, the guy, you, the, what's the man that died that's the drug dealer, that's like the chief drug dealer, the, the, you know, the Really, actor that died in real life, right? His son is like mourning his wife that's not romance. and like listening to. fucking love songs in the in the car and crying and like saying that he got a shitty tattoo that says John instead of Joan and I'm just like really Zayford That's funny, you told though. me it's not funny it's not funny Imagine getting the tattoo of your loved one and it they spell it wrong. It's now it says a man's I just didn't name. want That's to hear funny. any romance I didn't want to know anything about it it made me upset Well, I want you to go watch the film, so I may have had to lie.
I'll slightly forget <laughs> that, I, that that happened. I don't feel like you did forget. I think you were just like, oh, no, I just don't say anything. Right. Fair, I definitely forgot about the uh, the opening couple. Yeah, I was because like, so they were in it for like two I minutes. I was so I was so pissed. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Fucking prick! I was so mad. But yeah, um, reanimator. Romantic elements, do you think? I mean, yeah, there's a couple in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, is it Bruce? No, Bruce is the actor. Dan and Barbara Crampton's character, they're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and obviously, it's essentially she gets kidnapped at some point and he has to go save her from a headless alive man. It's not really a zombie. It's weird. <laughs> who, who for some reason has the ability to control the rest of the fucking dead people because they're not zombies I guess they're just reanimated mm. but yeah that's why it's called reanimator isn't it yeah I suppose it is, I suppose it is. it's not for the fact that it's based off a short story do you think this film should be remade no I don't think it would work now no, why not? Uh, depending on how far they go with it, it wouldn't work. Like if they tried to recreate uh, the Barbara Crampton scene at the end, I don't think that would fly anymore. Mm. People, there'd be a lot of people being like, "That was over. There was over needed, over needed, um, not needed, and overdone and whatnot." Excessive. Yeah, that might be the word I was looking for. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of sad, isn't it, that so many films are being rehashed these days. To I don't fair, think I'm. I'm I not under was... the whole. I'm not under the whole umbrella that I don't <laughs> want remakes. I do, but I think like they're kind of remaking the wrong stuff. Well, also there was there was talks of like remaking Reanimator at one point a couple of years mm. ago, and I'm like. Nah, just leave it. It's it's an eighties film for a reason. Yeah, I think that these eighties movies, the cheese, I think they should be left alone. I think they're classics in their own right. I I kind of felt the same way about The Hills Have Eyes. Obviously, it's more of a late seventies grindhouse movie, but I was kind of like, well, what's the fucking point? You know, like what? And they did. They turned it into like this rape, like. I can't even explain it. It was just, it was so like not how the 70s version was. Like the 70s version, <laughs> it's like the worst anything, acting. It's if anything, so, you'd think the 70s version would be worse. It's funny. Like it's to the point that it's funny and it has a charm about it that's like, oh my God, this is so awful. It's so great. I, I honestly love the 70s version of The Hills Have Eyes. And I implore you, if you've ever seen The Hills Have Eyes, like the more recent version, like after Millennium, I can't, honestly, I can't remember when it came out. It was like 2010 or something, maybe earlier. Um, um, they even wrote yeah, the coattails of that and did The Hills Have Eyes 2 which was even more fucking unnecessary and just they just brutalised it and they turned it into something that it wasn't really like they kind of capitalised on the whole inbred thing and um, forced impregnation and just made it into like um... I didn't mind the remake to be fair really? why? because yeah. I mean you've got the dogs and the dogs are cool well, one of the dogs is cool. 
Am I right in thinking that Wrong Turn was not always about inbred people having no the sex first lives? the first ones were well the original like five of them were all about the hillbillies that were like inbred. Okay. I don't know if it was necessarily have... inbred or mutated. Hmm. I always have my thoughts. I I don't know why, but for some reason, like because I saw these movies around the same time, like Hellraiser and uh, Wrong Turn, like those those couple of movies like mixed in together. Like, and I don't have like a clear memory of Hellraiser two for some reason. So I think it's like Hellraiser three or something like that. I don't know. Um, but I always have like wrong turned Hellraiser like intermingled in my brain, and I don't know. Yeah, why. I don't, so I, I don't always... think they're related. No, of course they're not related, but because I saw them at the same time, and my oh, brain yeah. was like soup because I was like eight or something. I'm just like, huh? And um, yeah, I think it's fantastic, like being able to to watch these films as an adult and actually savoring them for what they are. Because my God, I didn't realize how incredible Hellraiser was and Hellraiser 2 actually. Well, yeah, um, you thought Hellraiser was going to be something completely different. I did. And Hellraiser 2, the same. I was not expecting the sequel to be better than the first, you know. Yeah, we'll have to cover that at um, some point. Oh, loved Hellraiser 2. It was so good. Um, did we, did we do... We did the first was one. Was it yeah. just was it just Hellraiser? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hellraiser 2 definitely deserves to be spoken about more. But I think I think we did talk about it a bit in that one. But yeah. Genuinely frightening films. Um would you call Reanimator frightening, would you say? Would do you think it fits in the horror category? Do you think it belongs there? It, it's horror in the sense of like what's shown and everything, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. really say it was necessarily scary. Mm. Depending on what scares you, I guess. Because if you get scared by like gore and dead people, <laughs> I guess it's scary. But other than that, there's like there's no jump scares. Um, there's a dead cat that gets thrown at a wall. <laughs> <laughs> what was I gonna say? What, what you... was I gonna do? Leave a note saying cat dead details later. What do you genuinely feel about reanimation? You know, do you have much to say about Frankenstein? Well, that's the point. That's it's also slightly based off the Frankenstein story, mm. and so, so the Frankens- one. Frankenstein's monster is actually I I actually read some of that when I was doing my horror unit at university, and uh, yeah, it's a lot sadder than what people realize. Well, yeah, it's the story of a man trying to bring someone back to life. Well, bring a cre- creation back to life, and then that creation being alone. Mm. I'm trying to figure and it, in the end, the monster, the monster is just left because he's a monster. Yeah, and he drowns a little girl in a river. Mm. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, for somebody who I'm just not a big thing, like, I, like with creature features, like I don't, I'm not, like I didn't know much about Dracula. I didn't know much about Frankenstein, like Renfield. I'm like, I was like, well, what, you know, I have no stake in drunk in in Dracula movies and vampire well, you movies. Don't, like, yeah, you just don't like vampire films, though. And also, I like how you did that little pun. What? No stake. <laughs> I genuinely did that. That was that was literally an accident. <laughs> but I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. That was pretty good. Um, no, I you know, so I I do like movies like this that kind of like they're not it's not too pushy pushy that you must embrace a singular character as a creature it's kind of more focused on the protagonist 
and what they're doing rather than, you know, because mm. with um, Frankenstein, obviously with Frankenstein, um, he it's it's the it's the doctor the um the scientist who's yeah, called frankenstein is not yeah so that's a that's a common misconception that people often it's quite funny because you say you you hear people say that they've read it and then it's like well actually yeah but then you <laughs> don't want to be that, that asshole that's like actually frankenstein's the doctor not the monster I am 100% that asshole. I'm sorry because like if you've spent <laughs> if you've spent like reading 500 pages of a book and then somebody's just like, "Oh, I've read it." It's like, "Well, did you?" Like you think you in know. a common knowledge for most people that that that's the case since it's a 100 and odd year old fucking story. Well, as is the Bible, but well, the Bible's so much longer and, and like been around for such a long time and people have no idea what the fuck's in that, right? Yeah, I also don't care. No offense to anyone that does. Does anyone these days? I, don't I mean, know. there are I definitely people that still do, but I think a lot of people get clouded by the Bible and stuff and religion in general. I actually heard a really worrying statistic that like 70% of Americans believe in heaven and hell. And I, yeah, because America's very religious still, whereas England, mm. most English people are not as religious, at least these days, anyway well catholicism but we shan't they dig into that fucking shit show but yeah um what were we talking about yeah satanic panic (laughs) you know that that swept all over the u.s and i think it's had lasting effects like people are always afraid of satanism um even as a construct and it it was actually something that was invented to as a distraction, you know, um, not just for governmental reasons. I mean, I know I sound a little bit like conspiracy theorist here, but there is actually a point to it. You don't, you just don't hear about um, child rapists who are Satanists, but you hear a lot of Catholics that were. Yeah. Let's just say that. And I, I, you know, I, I am one of those people that I get, I get really bothered. Um, well, I say bothered, but in my old age, more bemused whenever I see Illuminati, endochrome, um, Exxon. fucking child slaves, all this shit. Like it, it's always like, oh, well, they wore a pentagram here and oh there's 666 on this album cover and it's like what are you talking about really where are you getting the connotations that satanism is intrinsically linked to to malevolence it's not actually like that at all you know like they try and make out that like there's like these sacrifices people walk around these red cloaks and shit wait do you not do that it's just it's just like you know like like the movie kill list or like the like in a serbian film like they they all think that like it's all like this culty weird shit and it's not even like that it's like not like that at all yeah realistically it's more like midsummer the serbian film doesn't really have any culty stuff in it but it does have child rape so i i I revoke that part but you you get what i mean basically it's it's just it's just something that's exacerbated that's so unnecessary and it, it's weird i don't know why it's still a thing uh, i think that we're getting better like we're getting more progressive as a society and and being less accepting of um just taking things at like oh this is, this is 
this is evil, this isn't evil. I think there's a lot more of a grey area now. Um, while there is a grey area, there's a lot more people that are in the black or the white. So there are people that really stand strongly for their values. And it's a bit freaky, isn't it? There's some really scary shit going down in society at the moment, particularly in America. Um, it's always the Americans. Indeed. <laughs> we apologise. You know, most of our listeners are American. So, mm, you know, actually, I was, looking, I was looking at the statistics earlier. 45% is over here, actually. Oh, fantastic. And well, 41, that's great. 41% in America. Okay. So, closely, closely. closely so, if we've offended you... Uh, Tough shit, I guess, personally. You know what? Whatever. I, I really couldn't give a shit what you're I also feel like on. if you're religious and you're listening to a horror podcast, um, you're probably not doing religion right. Safer. That is so incorrect. Like I think I think uh I think people can like horror and be religious for sure. Okay. That's you that's you buying into satanic panic, actually. You know, I think people have these predilections of what's evil and what's good. And you know what? I I honestly I honestly think the people that I've met in the horror community are like the nicest people ever. Like <laughs> it's it's always the uh the people that are like super like they try to be super conservative about things that freak me out, you know? Mm. So I don't know. I think you were being a bit prejudiced there. Okay, I'll I'll admit if I was, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> maybe I have my own conceded thoughts about religion. Go on, do share. No. <laughs> well, if we're going to be frank, may as well. I just don't like religion. I just think it's pointless. Personally, it is point. It is pointless. But I am of the belief that, like, as long as you're not hurting anybody, who gives a shit? I really, it comes I really to religion, don't... and a lot of people like literally every war has been fought about religion. Mm. Mm. So you can't say yes. that as long as they're not being hurt. I mean, I'm I'm not talking about like generally. Generally, I'm just talking about my personal opinion. Like, I yeah. don't care what you you know, as long as you aren't hurting anybody with your words or your actions. I really don't care. As long as I mean, you're not can... ramming your religion. Or your beliefs or trying to change me personally down my throat do what you want i suppose well it's actually part of the seven tenets of satanism um i cannot recall if it's the first or the third tenet but it is basically an inference that you are not to push your own thoughts onto anybody else's yeah. just like you're not to oppress anyone from expressing their own so people should be free to do whatever they want provided that you are also allowed to do whatever you want and you are allowed people to have the freedom of speech but as a satanist you're not to push your ideologies onto other people only if they ask for it you know mm. which you'd be surprised like not a lot of people do it seems like there's so much fear around satanism it's really kind of crazy because um, it's had that fucking negative stereotype for years yeah and i you know what i think if people actually knew what atheistic satanism uh was there would definitely be a lot more in like there, there are a lot more people would identify as it um 
it's it's just one of those things unfortunately that i think satanic panic sadly is, is something that's going to be around for a while um like i said things are getting better in society but generally we're still quite quite far back on things aren't we so what yeah. did you rate this film out of five then on the letterboxd um i can't remember i i don't think i've rated it for a while i think i did it ages ago and i've like watched it and made my letterbox but i'm gonna have to like fucking find it now thanks for putting pressure on (laughs) so i rated it a remembering it i rated it a two and a half so i thought it was i thought it was okay but it's not yeah, it's not really my type of thing. It's definitely more your type of thing than my type of thing. What dumb horror. <laughs> you know that I need something that has about five different connotations, two metaphors, and one extremely disturbing scene that will remain with you until you die. I feel like that disturbing scene is the Bible Crompton one. Mm. I uh, just... The last time I, I, I rated this... it, it was a four star, so... I found it pretty... I mean, it was entertaining. It's just not really for me, you know? We'll just wait until we do the second one. <laughs> We're doing the second one. <laughs> I mean, at some point. Depending oh. on how long the podcast goes for. Mm. You're going to make me watch all these fucking disturbing iceberg films, I'm going to make you watch some shit. <laughs> mm. Speaking of which, we are coming up to... Where are we on this now? Tier 5? We're on tier yeah. five now. I think we're crossing we've still, into it, yeah. Yeah, we've still got a couple of bits that we need to come through for the tier three and tier four. So we've got, we've got Freaks to do still with Sledgehammer Horror. We've got the Golden Glove, which is an absolute fucking shit show of a movie. Oh my God, you have no idea. Still got Pink Flamingos then- to do. And then we got Pink Flamingos, which is a literal end shit show. <laughs> well, shit in, shit eating, shit consuming um yeah shit consuming especially at the end yes that's what i was in that was what i was talking to talking about so yeah we, we've got some really funny things coming up with that but you know thanks zayford for bringing this movie to our podcast this evening and we're also, um, we're us, also gonna have to us, start doing the scream stuff again us barely even talking about it because you know it's good to have a bit of chit chat in amongst the absolute horrendous movies that i've been watching recently i have actually started watching slaughtered vomit dolls as well and uh don't really know why i ended up watching vomit fetish but here we are um august underground i imagine is probably gonna make me want to kill myself so that's just fantastic so (laughs) at least talking about reanimator was was kind of nice and now what you want to include scream in it too well, we have to go back to the Scream stuff eventually because obviously Horror Hysteria wants to come back and talk about it because she wants to talk about the newest one. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to... We'll fit that in at some point. I reckon I should just like not be around and just leave you guys to talk about that. No, you can talk. We'll do the we'll do number two first. We'll go in order. Because by the time the seventh one comes out next year sometime, we should be cut. Fuck's sake. Be yes, that's right. <laughs> Scream 7 has been greenlit and it's apparently filming this not year. fucking finished yet. Fucking no. hell, they're like Saw films. Just fucking stop. Oh no, the Saw God. films lose the story. So loads of people have been saying that Scream 6 is like one of the best ones. And to be fair, 
it's like my second favorite one so far. Mm. Of course, the first okay. one is first because how can you beat a classic? Um, and how many times can you also say that the sixth film in the franchise is still good? I'm trying to think. I don't think you can. <laughs> exactly. The only other one you can say is good is maybe uh, Friday the 13th, which is uh, Jason Lives. Because that, that's a lot of people's favourites. Favourite film. Friday the 13th franchise isn't... Uh, I'm just saying isn't, in terms of like... Isn't, isn't stellar. <laughs> no, it's not stellar. But that also just goes to show that the rest of the films that reach a sixth film are usually mm. dog shit. Yes, I think we can agree on that for sure. Like, um, do you even remember what Saw 6 was about? I really don't care. Exactly. I literally don't care. I just, you know, I I honestly, I mean, we covered Saw, didn't we? And I, I really am of the opinion that Saw, like the first movie, was a great movie. Um, And then after, like, the third one, it was just silly. Like, just yeah, really silly. Spiral was silly. Jigsaw was silly. Um, the next one's probably going to be fucking dumb as well. The final chapter was silly. Just Well, Chester was... Bennington was in that film. I did like that scene, yeah, where he's like super glued to a, to a car seat. Yeah, that was pretty cool. What's um, did you Did you hear the New Linkin Park song? Did you like it? Are you trying to make me cry on podcast? Really? <laughs> don't bring don't don't bring his music up. That's the so rude. That's you don't triggering. have any you don't have any feelings, Zay What are you talking about? Does that really upset I, you? I, I grew up with Lincoln Park, so to hear a new song essentially with him in it was very emotional. I mean, like, Apparently yes, I, it was it was made around the Meteora period, which I yeah, can totally it was, hear. It was basically like an extra song that they didn't put out on the record. And mm. there's a few of us that they never got to finish. But that was the only one that was like fully finished. They said that it was too similar to Numb to put on the album, which I don't really agree with. I think like I don't know. I I think it was good. I think it was good enough to be a standalone, but I don't know whether I feel that way because like it's new material and it's like new and fresh. I don't know. But it does kind of feel like in the same era as Meteora for sure, but I'm more of a hybrid theory kind of person. So I think Hybrid Theory is like was like one of my favorite albums when I was little, little. Um, but Meteora, obviously, every single track on that album is just like amazing. Um, I grew up with those albums. I'm just like the, the buff killer albums. Mm. It'd be interesting to see, like you, you remember the uh, reanimation album. It'd be cool yeah. if they could do like a remix of Lost on there too. Oh, I love the reanimation album. I think my favorite track on reanimation is uh, my december it's always the song that sticks in my head from reanimation but then again like everything that lincoln park did uh early 2000s was so good so i, mean, I don't know i kind of i have good band. i have to be honest with you i kind of lost interest in them after minutes to midnight so i, yeah, didn't I think really a lot of people keep... did yeah, I didn't really keep up with them massively, but obviously I think Hybrid Theory and Meteora were a big part of a lot of people's uh, CD collection. Um, or rips, whatever you would 
whatever you were listening to. So it's been pretty cool, actually, listening to some new material. And I actually really liked it. I I got really confused when I first saw the music video because it seemed a little bit like familiar. And it turns out that they took a bunch of they they cut a lot of things from different videos and whatnot and um, spliced them all together. Basically a giant compilation. Yeah, it's got some like um stuff from that song New Divide and like stuff from Meteora as well. So New Divide is on Minutes to Midnight, isn't it? So yeah, I think it, it's like came up. Yeah, so but yeah, it's it's really cool that they've they've put out a nice little thing there. Well it's not nice, it's sad, but you know. It's I can't sad, believe you're getting emotional, Zayford. Like what's wrong it's with sad you? Because <laughs> obviously what happened, but it's nice to hear that they're still doing stuff mm. even if it is just putting out an old song that never got released yeah now I'm gonna have to go listen to the song after this episode <laughs> but yeah um we've been talking about reanimation well the reanimator we haven't really been talking about it but you know what I mean um, I think these conversations that we have on these episodes that are a bit more lighthearted movies, we tend to uh, tangent more than what we normally do. Well, You've got you to think as well. A lot of people cover these films that, that I put out because they're, I guess, more mainstream, whereas Disturbing Iceberg, a bit more rarer to find an episode on. Unless people talk about it, because no one really wants to actually watch these films unless you kind of fucked up a little bit. Mm. So I'm not like, even inferring. No, I'm not <laughs> inferring anything. I'm saying <laughs> everyone's got a weird niche. Some people just mm-hmm. like the disturbing stuff. Yes, yes, I do. Um, but you know, I I honestly feel that some of the films that we're going to be covering. Um, oh yeah, it's, got, it's only downhill from here in terms of. They the, shouldn't the be iceberg. fucking made. Some of them, some of them are just so gross. I mean, out of all the ones that we've got coming up, I think the only thing that like seems like remotely like redeemable is uh, Faces of Death. Other than that, like it's just awful. So many awful films. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to do it. Um, and just remember, you've only got one Vita. <laughs> So pick it wisely. I'm using uh, no. I've decided my veto is going to be a Serbian film. I have no interest in covering it. It's not because I find it remotely offensive. I just think it's stupid. Um, I couldn't imagine sitting there and even having a conversation about it for two minutes. We are going to do like a little spoof episode of it, just to give it, just to give it a little bit of space. Even though I don't really want to, just just so we can say that we've done it right. Um, but we're not going to be doing a full episode on it. Uh, Zayford hasn't really picked a veto, have you, Zayford? Nah, I'll probably just watch all of them. Mm. I'm, I'm, down, Glove. I'm down to Golden watch them. Golden Glove off. is for real, like so nasty. Like I honestly, you can keep that when I send it. I don't want it back. It's horrible. Are you calling me some it's... sort of Blu-ray whore? You are, and you know you are, and you'll fucking take it, and you'll love it. Hey, anyway, I'm talking about being a Blu-ray whore. I actually bought American mm. Mary the other day. Yes. So good. I also bought Violet Night tonight uh, today. I act I actually uh bought a American Mary t shirt from Unusual Horror at yeah, the a solid, uh, solid um company. At the For Love of Horror Place. Oh, I love them so much. Like yeah, I got I've the got, uh, like, Death Gasm one. 
I got oh you did oh cool um I got the I've got a beanie I've got jogging honestly their beanies are like the softest hats I've had on my head in my life um I've got trackies I've got a bunch of shirts like I honestly I can't wait to see them in November because I'm just going to end up spending like a bunch of money there I just I love them they're so Yeah, cool like if actually you want really before good, go on. Actually, before we go, um, I did actually say that I was going to shout out a couple of people. Um, although there is there there's some yeah there's some person that didn't ask me to shout them out, but I'm going to do it anyway because like I love them and I think they deserve it. Um, but yeah, as Zayford was saying, unusual horror store, so good, love them. Yeah, if you Um, want if you want good horror merch, go to them. Go to the, yeah, go to Hell on did Shirts. they? Go to Welcome to Horrorland. They're like three good companies that are doing it in the UK. And unusual horror that yeah they have like licensed and they're actually from manchester as well which makes them even cooler so yeah support them they're really cool but yeah um there were some people i wanted to shout out uh the first one being of course skellington fan um love you so much thank you so much for listening to us every single week and always having such nice things to say you're awesome uh second i wanted to say house of geek She's this lady that is very, very pretty and very funny and very nice. And she asked me to shout her out on our podcast. So here I am saying it. But yeah, I, I love her content. There's so many girls that I follow on Instagram that are just, they're so into horror, alternative stuff, and they're so hot. I really, really wish that these people were around when I was at school. So I had some cool friends. <laughs> but, you know, c'est la vie. We're in Instagram space world now. and at least I get to meet them now. The third is, of course, Aubrey Harris. Hello. Um, I know that you listen to our podcast every week. And honestly, I absolutely love the fact that we're friends. I love the fact that I can watch like 30, 40 slides of your story and not get bored. You post the most funniest, most amazing um interesting things like she posts like so many different things she posts like these funny memes she posts like infographics about Elvis Presley like Lana Del Rey she she's just she's very like aesthetic but like very into her horror at the same time and I absolutely love her so yeah I just wanted to give a couple of shouts out to people that like I think about you and I, I see you um and yeah I just wanted to make sure that I said something about them because they deserve it um but yeah next week should be free we're gonna be we're literally gonna be doing freaks jesus freaking christ um we have had to cancel and reschedule so many times i don't know what's going on with with the pair of us like all four of us there's always something going on um i suppose being parents and just being busy things happen but you know what can we do we we really do want to record with each other we keep doing it um so fingers crossed we will be doing that next episode um such hammer horror obviously really cool people really looking forward to recording to the, with them um and it's one of the lesser well much lesser fucked up things that are coming from the disturbing iceberg so that that's cool i'm really looking forward to doing that but um yeah i zayford i don't really recall what you've got coming up next for us after that do you have any what are you doing what are we doing for that i don't actually know i don't know okay well we'll we'll get back to you on that but yeah uh so next week freaks um 1930s era exploitation movie which really doesn't 
it doesn't belong in a disturbing iceberg if you want me to be honest with you but lighter nicer i think you'll like it anyway we'll see you next week bye bye